tonight we are going to be diving into the word of the Lord. And I want you to go to understand with me, inside the word of God is God's power. The power of God is contained in his word. So when God's word goes forth, God's power goes forth. So in the course of this service, whatever I declare, whatever I say, that looks like your situation, just receive it. That's your miracle. And you will see situation change in Jesus' precious name. Tonight, I'm going to be ministering on the force of faith. The force of faith. Or the power of faith. The power behind faith. And like I said in the morning, faith is everything in this kingdom. You are at the mercy of your faith. Jesus says, let it be according, let it be unto you according to your faith. In other words, your result is at the level of your faith. Your exploit in life, your breakthroughs in life, your manifestations in life will be at the mercy of your faith. Tonight, I'm going to add a little bit of new dimension to this. We're going to get here in the course of this service. Now, even the fulfillment of God's promise for your life is at the mercy of your faith. Because from scriptures, uh, we find out that when prophecy goes forth, warfare begins. So scripturally speaking, you don't wait for prophecy to be fulfilled. No, you fight into its fulfillment. That's why I said tonight I'm going to throw a lot of things that will set you free forever. You don't wait and be expecting the fulfillment of the prophecy. You dive into it. And I'm going to show you a couple of things in scriptures. To be waiting and do nothing is to wait endlessly. Praise the Lord. The Bible tells us in Isaiah chapter 51. Isaiah chapter 51 from verse 1. Listen to me. Who follow after righteousness. You will seek the Lord. Look to the rock from which you were honed. And to the hole of the pit from which you were dug. In verse 2 it says, look to Abraham, your father, and to Sarah who bore you. For I called him alone and blessed him and I increased him. For I called him alone and I increased him. Look into, unto Abraham, your father, and to Sarah who bore you. For I called him alone, and I blessed him. He said, look unto Abraham. So if you look unto Abraham, I can do with you what I have done with Abraham. Abraham was by himself alone, but when I called him, I blessed him. So the Bible says, look unto Abraham. And in Hebrews chapter 6 and verse 12, the Bible says, Do not be slothful or do not be sluggish. Follow those who through faith and patience inherited the promise. So you follow them, you do what they do. So that is why we are going to be looking into the subject of faith. Because in this kingdom, you don't have faith to anything. You had everything to faith. Everything answers by faith. Nothing works without faith. Praise the Lord. So God is saying tonight to someone, do what Abraham did, then I will make you how I made Abraham. So if you are here tonight, you don't have a child, God is saying, and you believe God for one, God is saying, you do what Abraham did, then I will do for you what I did for Abraham. 
And if you don't have a lot of material blessings, do what Abraham did, then I will do unto you. In other words, pattern your life in the way of Abraham. Praise the Lord. Now, the Lord said something to me about two weeks ago and announced it in church. This is a digression that I remember now. The Lord said to me, the happiest people on earth are those that celebrate their future. The happiest people on earth are those that celebrate their future. That is your future based on God's word. The Bible says, the just shall live by faith. Why? By the word of the Lord. By what God says you are. Now, when you look at the reason why you are not happy today, why people are down, people go through stuff, is because you are looking at now. You are looking at your circumstance. You are looking at your situation. You are looking at financial report, medical report, every report. But the happiest people are those that celebrate their future. Tonight, by the help of the Holy Ghost, I want to point you into your future from the word of the Lord. Now, you are not what the circumstance paints you to be right now. That's not who you are. You are not what your account or career situation, business situation, you are not what it is saying. If you will look at what the word of the Lord is saying, you are what the Bible says you are. Praise the Lord. So faith in what? Faith in what the Bible says. Faith in what the word of God says. Faith is the ability to see yourself from the pages of the Bible. Not your situation. Not things. Not the way you are. And as a matter of fact, if you are going to change your future, you have to look ahead. Things won't change if you begin to look, continue to look at where you are now. If you are going to change anything, you look ahead, you look into the future, then you celebrate it. Is somebody hearing me? So, faith is looking at the word of the Lord. Many years back, I stumbled on Exodus chapter 23 and verse 25. You shall serve the Lord your God. He will bless your bread and your water. You shall serve the Lord your God. Then I said to myself, I cannot be poor. You shall serve, he shall bless. You shall serve, he shall bless. That has defined my work with God this couple of decades. You shall serve the Lord your God and he will bless your bread and your water. Then I said to myself, to remain blessed is to be remain committed into kingdom service. And God has fulfilled that word. I said something in the morning, we were having some conversation. In year 2000, I was new in this country and I shared some story with you. We, did, we couldn't pay our rent, 800 bucks or something. Inside this situation, somebody brought some forms. They said, you need, to, so you need to sign up for college tuition, college uh, program for your children. So that, because education is expensive in America, they told me. So you would need to start saving. Now, those years, my children were, the oldest was five years old. So I would have been saving for the past 14 years or 12 years or thereabout. She's out of college now. Now, then I said to myself, I said, by the time they are ready for college, I will not be poor. So the savings won't matter. So on the basis of this revelation, I am not saying it's not good, but if you don't have the faith, that's okay. But I encourage you to pick the faith. I said, I will not need to save because I'm not, I wasn't expecting to be poor in the future. So I spoke by what I saw. Um, by the glory of God, I will never, I told my children, I said, any school, anywhere, 
Forget about the tuition. Don't look at it. Don't look at it. No need to say faith. I spoke it ahead of time. In year 2000, when I nearly came to this country, I, I met a couple of people and I told them, God called me to fulfill his assignment. And God said to me, God said to me when I came to America, he said, I have brought you not the way others have come. Because when we come from Africa, we kind of have this escape mentality. You, you know, was, Africa is not like here. You understand what I'm saying? So it's a blessing to be here. But the Lord said to me, you are not going as others have gone. So you have not escaped. I brought you to use you to bless my people in America. I bless you to use you. Don't look for any job secularly. Don't look for any business. Preach my word and I will take care of you. I have not earned a dollar on secular job in America. I have not worked anywhere. So I signed up for ministry when I came. Faith in what God told me. The Lord said to me, there is nothing in their hands, in, other words, in the hands of anyone, that will command your envy. In other words, everything they have, you will have. Just do what I say. It's one thing for God to speak to you. It's another thing for you to do it. But if you are here tonight, there is something the Lord has spoken to you that you have not done. Inside it is your breakthrough. Inside what he said to do lies your future. And I made up my mind never to apply for no job secularly. I signed up for ministry immediately. This young man was much younger than in the year 2000. He was part of that group. And I was involved with the church, pioneering that church. No salary, nothing. Until God said it was time for us to start our church now. I had had two other pastorate before Dominion Life. Now, by faith in what God says. And today God has done that. So inside your future is, inside God's instruction lies your future. Praise the Lord. Now, the Bible says, talking about Abraham, in Romans chapter 4 and verse 16, therefore it is of faith that it might be according to grace, so that the promise might be sure to all the seed, not only to those who are of the law, but also to those who are of the faith of Abraham, who is the father of us all. We are all here. Let me tell you something tonight. We are all Abraham's children by faith. Is that right? So we are siblings. Pastor Marion is my brother from a different mother. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Because Abraham, in case you are wondering, okay, how come the color of the screen is not the same? Because we have different mother, but we have the same father. Don't say Abraham, the father of them all. Even you are my sister, you are my brother. You are my brother, you are my sister. You are my brother, you are my brother over there. You are my sister over there. Pastor Stephanie is my sister. Because once you give your life to Jesus, the blood of Jesus becomes the bond that brings us together stronger than any DNA biologically. It's stronger than biology. But let's go into the word of the Lord. So the Bible says, talking about Abraham, as it is written. Please, I want you to follow me very carefully. Do whatever to guess what I'm saying. Because that, this will change your life forever. Now, faith changed my life forever. I believe anything God says. If God says it, I believe it. The first building we bought in our church, we have $30,000 in year 2008. God told me it's time to buy a building. You know what we're doing? We're about 60 people. We're when we see a building for 400000 we say that one is no good. 
We say building for 600,000, we say that one is no good. We're pricing building of 1.5 million. And we had $30,000. This was in April 2008. But by November, we have bought a building for a million dollars. So faith works. Now the Bible says, as it is written, I have made you father of many nations in the presence of him whom he believed. God who gives life to the dead. And call those things that be not as though they did. Now, who, who gives light to the dead and cause those things which do not exist as though they did? Now, the future, your future is God's past tense. God said to Abraham, I have made thee a father of many nations. I have made thee, yet he had no child. I have made you a father of nations. But he had not one child. Is somebody hearing me? The first thing we must understand, the language of God. I have made thee a father of many nations. God does not see you the way you are. He sees you in your final outcome. Abraham was seen as childless. But God saw father of nations. In case you are here tonight, you are alone. That is what they see. That is what you see. But by the help of the Holy Ghost, you are not alone. It's, it won't be long that you will find a family in the name of Jesus. So the Bible says, he called those things that be not as though they were. So God does not speak listening, expecting anyone's approval because he's God. If he doesn't exist, the moment God says it, it goes into existence. As a matter of fact, at the beginning of creation, this is how God created the heavens and the heart. You know the Bible says, God said, let there be light. The Bible said there was light. No, that was the abridged version of that statement. In the original Greek or the Hebrew translation, what God said was, God said, light be. And in the translation, he said, light was. Yes. God does not appeal to things to happen. He says it. Yes. So whatever the word of God says, nothing resists the power of the word. Now, let's look at what I'm saying here. He says, who contrary to hope, in hope believed. So Abraham, in hopelessness, had hope. Are you following me? The Bible says, who contrary to hope, in hope believed. So Abraham had hope inside hopelessness. Then he believed. Praise the Lord. So that he became the father of many nations. You must first believe. You must first have hope. No matter how hopeless it appears. Nothing, no situation, no one is hopeless with God. Is somebody hearing me? It doesn't matter the verdict of men. As a matter of fact, if they have written you off, you are a candidate for God's miracle. Abraham had hope inside hopelessness. Are you hearing me? Praise the Lord. They must say, he became. Now, in verse 19, this is what he did. The Bible says, and Abraham, not being weak in faith, he did not consider his own body already dead, nor the deadness of Sarah's womb. I can teach on this for the rest of the night. Abraham did not consider his own body already dead, nor the deadness of Sarah's womb. A further study of the Bible, I'm going to run a little bit, so I won't quote all the scriptures, but a further study of the Bible, according to Sarah, said that they had stopped, they no longer have the ability to meet sexually. That's the Bible. is there. So, when, the, when Sarah laughed, that was why he laughed. She laughed. 
she was saying, will my Lord, Abraham, still find pleasure or ability to be aroused or to be moved or to want to have sexual intimacy? Now, so the Bible says, Abraham did not consider his own body already dead. So they had not been intimate a long time. Nor the deadness of Sarah's womb. They had no record of the last time Sarah had the monthly cycle. He did not consider his own body already dead, nor the deadness of Sarah's womb. Do you know the enemy of our testimonies? Enemy of our breakthroughs? We won't stop looking at our situation. We will not stop looking at what the doctor says. We will not. If you have a medical situation and they give you, doctor says something, the moment you go online searching it, the problem becomes bigger. If the doctor says this is what you have, the devil tells you, go online and research it. Then you go online, you gather the statistics of those that have died through it. Those that never recovered. Online is not good news. The Bible is good news. The, the Bible won't tell you this is how many people that died. The Bible will tell you this is how many people were healed. But the devil will tell you go online and search. When you begin to search, you see the history of this. All of a sudden, you realize your body starts reacting to the research. Now, you feel worse than you were feeling before you saw the doctor. Is somebody hearing me tonight? So, Abraham did not consider his own body already dead. For we walk by faith, not by sight. By, not by sight means you are not walking by news. You are not walking by report. You are not walking by what people say. You are not walking about your bank account. You are not walking by your medical verdict report. It doesn't matter what the doctor says. The word of God can reverse any verdict anywhere at any time. Let me say something to you. You may not have a job right now. God can give you a house before the end of this year. That's why God is God. That's why I say I don't have a credit. They don't use credit in heaven. God does not need your credit report to give you a home. God is God. It's good to have a good credit report, but if God is ready to bless you, nothing stops him. Abraham did not consider his own body already dead nor this deadness of Sarah's womb. When you hear the word of the Lord, don't find exemption to it. Don't exempt your situation from the reach of God's power. Faith is belief. So Abraham just believed. Because God said it, he forgot his medical report. He forgot the deadness of his own body or the deadness of his womb. He just believed Praise the Lord. So the Bible says, and not being weak in faith, the moment you are looking at your situation, you are weakening your faith. The moment you are looking at your circumstance. About three years ago, I came to church and I prophesied. And I said, the Lord said to me, anyone that wants to buy a house, go and buy. Anybody. Go and buy. God said. God said. And in a couple of weeks, we saw many people giving testimony. But let me tell you one of those testimonies. I have, we have one of our pastor, fantastic guy. He's had a what do they call, short sale on his credit and a foreclosure. He's just had short sale, which is bad. Foreclosure, which is worse, on his credit. He came to me, he said, this is my situation. I said, go, God said. He went to meet the builder. 
he, he applied for a contract. They put him on a house of a contract for our $1.2 million home. He signed all these things. You know what happened in the end? He closed on that house at 3.25 interest rate. 3.3 and a quarter. 3 and a quarter. Foreclosure, short sale, foreclosure. So somebody now came to me. Oh, Pastor, I was there when you said it. I didn't do anything because my credit wasn't good. I said, I told you, Abraham did not look at his own, his deadness of his body, nor the deadness of Sarah's womb. Faith is running with the word. Faith is running. Won't I appear foolish? Your faith is foolish. There's a message I preached years ago, the foolishness of faith. But the Bible says the foolishness of God is wiser than the wisdom of man. So he bought his home for, with 3.25 interest rates. Why? Because the word of God says so. Because God's word says. God's word. There is, there is a, you may not appreciate this, but you will know what I'm saying. There's a lady in our church. She's from one country in Africa, not from my country, but one African country. She had this immigration case situation, and the, the case was bad. Nobody goes to the immigration if you are at that corner. Right? Then I came one day, she spoke to me. I said, go. Go and meet them. She said, I should go. I said, yes, go. She went to the lawyer the next day, said the lawyer, said, she said, lawyer, I'm going to go. I don't need you, I'm going. My pastor said I should go. The lawyer said, I feel sorry for you. <laughs> you will be taken back to your country. Your pastor said you should go. Is your pastor an immigration lawyer? He said, no, my pastor said I should go. He's my prophet. <laughs> she went. She came back. <laughs> you guys know who I'm talking about? CV. She went and came back and testified she was approved. Faith works when you look, you follow the word of the Lord. Not what situations are saying. Now the question is this, why wasn't she arrested? The word of God has gone into effect. Praise the Lord. So faith is not looking at your situation. I said in the morning, the reason why people don't tithe is nothing else for, but lack of faith. Everybody wants to prosper. Unfaithfulness in giving is lack of faith. I've been to Las Vegas a couple of times, not for the reason everybody go there. Now, I've seen a lot of people, even at the airport in Las Vegas, there are those machines. How many of us have been there before? Even at the airport in Las Vegas, there are machines to play casino. Between one gate and another, there are machines all over everywhere in, in, in Las Vegas. When people put their money in, that, in, in those machines and they punch or they pull, faith in that machine. Faith. They have faith in wrong thing. Yeah. Is somebody hearing me? So, people will put their money in anything they have faith in. Praise the Lord. Now, let me, let me also say this. If somebody just rushed out here, uh, I wish we had a lot of days to play a prank on people. I will have somebody go to some of our members that are not here tonight uh, with some pile of money. And say, you are not at church tonight. You know what is going on? That pastor from California, you give him a thousand dollars. This is hundred thousand dollars. You just put a thousand, hundred will come out inside of this box. <laughs> Guess what is going to happen? So, is he a thousand to hundred thousand? Say yes. Somebody's going to say, Am I allowed to put two thousand? Am I allowed to put three thousand? Am I allowed to put everything multiplied by a hundred? Faith in what they have heard. Praise the Lord. 
you will not fulfill the purpose of God for your life without faith. Now, I'm not saying you won't make it to heaven. You will make heaven by the grace of God. But it's one thing to make it to heaven. It's another thing to fulfill your potentials in God on heart. It takes faith to experience all of this. Praise the Lord. Now, let me show you something that will blow your mind. This blew my mind when I stumbled on it. Now, but before that, let me, let, let me just go straight to it. We all know John the Baptist, don't we? Have we wondered why and what happened to him? From scriptures, I found out John the Baptist could not fulfill his destiny for lack of faith. That was the only reason. I'm going to show you his potentials in the Bible and his report. In Matthew chapter 11 and verse 2, Matthew 11, we're talking about John the Baptist. The Bible says, and when John had heard in prison about the works of Christ, he sent two of his disciples and said to him, are you the coming one or do we look for another? So John the Baptist that baptized Jesus now began to question his reality. But that's not where we're going. Now, the Bible says, Jesus answered and said to them, go and tell John the things which you hear and see. The blind see, the lame walk, the lepers are cleansed, and the deaf hear, the dead are raised up, and poor have the gospel preached to them. Let me teach you something extra there. Jesus said to John the Baptist, to the disciples, he said, go tell John the Baptist what you see. The lame, they are walking. The blind, they are seeing. The deaf, they are hearing. The dead are being raised. So, no, for the, all the lame needs is to walk. The blind, all they need is to see. The dead, if they could pray, is only to be raised. Praise the Lord. Now he said, the poor have the gospel preached to them. The solution to poverty in the kingdom is the preaching of the message of prosperity. Is somebody hearing me? Can we read this together, all of us? Verse, I, I, I want this to stick to us. Matthew chapter 11 and verse 5. Matthew 11 verse 5. It's on the screen. Let's read together. Let's read aloud, all of us. Want to go? Let's read. Hallelujah. Can you do me a favor? I've been in the United States for 20 years, but can we read like we read in Africa? We're going to shout it. Praise the Lord. We're going to shout it. Just pretend you're in Africa tonight. Is that right? I mean, of us have been to Africa. You have, you have. All of us have. We are in Africa right now. So, <laughs> praise the Lord. So, we're going to shout to read it. Is that right? Praise the Lord. Let's start. One, two, three. Which one is better? <laughs> now, he says, the Lord bless you, he said, the poor have the gospel preached to them. Have you wondered why the unbelievers are attacking the message of prosperity? Because they want God's people to remain poor. People will remain poor until they embrace the teaching on prosperity. Praise the Lord. But that's not where we're stopping now. Nine, the Bible says, the Bible now says, we're talking about John the Baptist. In verse 6, Jesus says, and blessed is he who is not offended because of me. So Jesus indicated that John the Baptist was walking in offense. Let me shed a little bit of light. He was mad because he was in prison. He was mad because he was in prison. Are you hearing me? Now, but in verse 7, as they departed, Jesus began to say to the multitude concerning John. 
So after the, the, the disciples left, that is John's disciple, he started talking about him. Jesus started talking about revelation to share about things. And we thank God that he shared these things because we never catch this revelation. Now, he says, he says, Jesus began to teach, to, to talk to the multitude concerning John. What did you go into the wilderness to see? A reed shaken by the wind. But what did you go out to see? A man clothed in soft garments. Indeed, those who wear soft clothing are in king's houses. First of all, Jesus indicated that he did not belong to the forest. He belongs to the palace. Are you following me? He belonged to the palace. Now, the Bible now says something. It says, but what did you go to see? A prophet. Jesus was still talking. Yes, I said to you, more than a prophet. That John the Baptist was potentially more than a prophet. Now, the Bible says, for this is he whom it is written, Behold, I send my messenger before your face, who will prepare your way before you. Verse 11 says, As surely I say to you, among those born of women, there has not risen one greater than John the Baptist. So Jesus was saying, as at the time Jesus was preaching, nobody has been born potentially, nobody has been born greater than John the Baptist potentially. So John the Baptist was greater in potentials than Solomon. He was greater than David. He was greater than Elijah and Elisha combined. Jesus says, among those born of women, there hasn't been anyone born greater than him. Are you following me tonight? Yes, now, he says something. Now, say, he says, he who is least in the kingdom of heaven is greater than he. So, he's now saying, you and I in potentials, we are greater than the greatest that ever lived before Jesus. Yeah. But we're talking about John tonight. Now he says something, and I say this. And from the days of John the Baptist until now, the kingdom of heaven suffers violence, and the violent take it by force. You will need some application of spiritual force to take what belongs to you in God. It won't just come by wishes. You will need to be violent in the spirit. You will need to be dedicated. You will need to fight. From the day, so Jesus was saying he gave up too soon. He gave up too soon. Now listen, the Bible now says, for all the prophets and law prophesy until John. And if you are willing to receive this, Jesus was speaking, he is Elijah who is to come. So, John the Baptist was to be a reincarnated Elijah. Elijah in his second coming. Elijah supposed to be greater than Elisha. Now, ask me, who could cut the head of Elisha? Is somebody hearing me? Don't forget he has all those animals. He just beckoned at them, they come. Who could cut the head of Elisha? They say he was potentially greater than Elijah, Elisha. It was Elijah who is to come the second time. But he was beheaded. In other words, his destiny was not fulfilled. Are you hearing me? Because he gave up too soon. From the days of John the Baptist, he said, the kingdom of heaven suffers violence. People of God, you knock on the door of your breakthrough, you refuse to open, you break it open. 
you must pray until you experience your breakthrough. Christian can't give up. Jesus was saying, John the Baptist gave up too soon. You know, as I began to look into the story of the Bible, it was, you see, you are at the limit. There is no limit to the power of faith. There are many things in the Bible. Let us look at the story of Stephen. The Bible says Stephen was stoned to death. The moment somebody caught a stone and flung at a Stephen onto your hand, I submit my soul. Right? The same people stoned Paul. They left him for dead, but Paul would not release his spirit. No matter what the medical verdict is, you cannot die until you surrender your spirit. What does that mean? Don't say, I am tired of this situation. Don't give up. Faith does not give up. Jesus says, from the days of John the Baptist and until now, the kingdom of heaven suffers violence. And the violent, they take it by force. There are times you have to be on your knees, seeking the face of God to break through. There are times you have to spend times behind closed doors, believing God for a breakthrough. Now, miracles, breakthroughs don't just happen. Satan will not give up easily. We need to understand this. There must be war in the realms of the spirit over your life. Faith is praying without ceasing. Faith is fighting without giving up. I shared the testimony of our building with you. I can't remember if I shared the prayer part in the morning. Now, we now got to closing. We couldn't close. Did I share that? We could not close the escrow. Now we had the money. We couldn't close because something was wrong with the bank. Then the sellers refused to sell. They said to us, we're not selling to you again. Don't call us any money, anything. You're going to lose your 60000 in deposit. Then we take you to court. We put a lien on your one million plus. We will sue you for 32000 every month for four months. That's what they said to us. Referred us to a lawyer. Don't talk to us anymore. We have an attorney. Go start talking to him. Don't call us. Don't talk to us anymore. They sent email. They sent all these things. Then when I saw it, I told my staff, I said, tomorrow is Friday. I don't, I am not going to pick anybody's call from 10 a.m. I will not respond to this email. I have not said nothing again. I want to pray. On Friday, I got to church early in the morning. I went into my back office. I locked my door. Shut off my phone. I began to pray. I began to study the word of the Lord. I began to pray. I began to study. I began to pray. I began to study. At 2 p.m., I just checked my email. It's gotten worse. They sent more fireworks into our emails. I didn't say nothing. I said, I will not respond to these people until Tuesday. It was the weekend of Labor Day. Guess what happened? I was praying. I was praying Friday. We had service Friday night, wonderful service. Saturday morning, 11.50 a.m., I checked my email. The president of the corporation that was selling to us sent me an email, personal email, and introduced himself. and said, can you call me? This is my cell phone. Let's talk. Then I called him. I said, this is Pastor Isaac. He said, this is Ken. I said, how are you? I said, yes, I saw all your threats. You're going to take us to court. You're going to seize our money. And I, I said, I've looked you up online. I saw that you are very connected. I saw you have this business, this project with the governor of California, the past governor, the one before. I saw your influence at the White House. You've done something because we bought from Seneca. Seneca is a big corporation in California, all over the places. They have us in other states as well. And he's the founding president. I said, I know you are connected up to White House. 
I said, we will not go to the court with you. I will plead no contest with you so that they will rule in your favor. I said, but we will overturn you at the spiritual court. Can you let me say what I said to them? <laughs> I said, you can win, but we will appeal in the realms of the spirit. And in the realms of the spirit, you will have no representation because you are not safe. <laughs> then we win. <laughs> then he started laughing. Then he said, Pastor Isaac, guess why I'm laughing? I said, why? He said, I also look you up online. So I said, what did you see? He said, the moment I saw your face on the computer, something was telling me, you need to be a friend with this man. You need to be friendly with this man. You need to connect with this man. He said, that's why I sent an email. I said, what do we do next? He said, sent a new offer, we'll accept it. On Tuesday, we sent a new offer, we closed in two weeks. From the days of John the Baptist until now, the kingdom of heaven suffers violence. Matthew eleven twelve, And the violent, they take it by force. The fact that you knock on a door and it refuses to open, it doesn't mean it's God's provision for you. Don't give up. The fact that they say no now, doesn't mean they will say no tomorrow. Go back. The fact that you were turned down, you were rejected now, doesn't mean you stay rejected. No. From the days of John the Baptist until now, the kingdom of heaven suffers violence, and the violent, they take it by force. We are too nice to the devil. We are too nice to, with the devil. We respect him too much. No, you fight until you break through. In the name of Jesus, anyone and everyone under the sound of my voice tonight, tonight is your night of breakthrough. Tonight is your night of miracle. You have knocking on some doors and they have not been open. Tonight they shall be open. In the name of Jesus. Faith is fighting and not give up. In Luke chapter 18, as I bring this to a close, Jesus told the parables. Luke chapter 18, the Bible said there was in this city a wicked judge and this widow. Now, this widow, the Bible says, Jesus told this parable, went to the judge, avenge for me, seek justice for me. And the woman will not give up. Then the Bible says, hear what the wicked judge says. He said, this woman wearies me, she troubles me. So because of our continual coming, our importunity, our persistence, I will seek justice for her. Because she will not give up. Then, the wicked judge now says, shall God not avenge for his own elect who seek him day and night? He said, he will avenge them speedily. We are not consistent in our faith walk with God. And Jesus said, he said, when the Son of Man comes, shall he find faith on earth? So faith is continual coming. Faith is to keep coming and don't give up. Faith is to keep praying. Faith is to live by the word of the Lord. You know why we have struggles as Christians? It is when we are challenged, we begin to find faith to apply. Faith is a life that you live ready. Faith is our weapon of war. The natural soldiers, military people, they don't wait till when there is war before they do drills. They are always ready. Is somebody hearing me? Soldiers drill. I have a cousin in the military, the U.S. Army. He's in Texas. He's a captain. 
There was a time he came to California. He just called me. He said, sir, he said, I'm in California now for the next three months. I'm going to be, I said, oh, good. Are we going to see? He said, no, I don't think we're going to be able to see. I said, okay, at least we'll be talking every night. He said, no, sir, we're not going to talk every night. This is the last call. After here, we're going to stop our phone somewhere. We're going to go inward. We're going to go into the forest. We can't take our phone. I said, what are you going to be doing there? He said, drills. What is wrong with your phone? He said, it's distraction. Nobody goes with their phone. Soldiers are battle ready. This was two years ago. There was no war. Soldiers are battle ready. The challenges we have is... We don't practice lifestyle of faith. We don't know the voice of the Lord. We don't live in spirituality. We mix faith with natural senses. But when we are challenged, then we want to move the mountain. Faith is the lifestyle that you live on the daily basis. Someone say, where do I start? Here. Where do you start? From where you are. Step by step. Then as you build step by step, your faith begins to grow, it begins to grow, it begins to grow. Church, there is nothing, if I see it in God's word, there is no situation that can say no to me. If I know what the Bible says about it, when we have challenges as a church, even personally, I just look at the word of God, I find a scripture that is good for what you are saying, I release the scripture against you. The word of God is the power of God. The Bible says, I will give you a mouth and a wisdom that your enemy will not be able to gainsay nor resist. Your mouth and, and, a, and a wisdom. That wisdom is God's word. We are supposed to be releasing the word of God all the times. We are supposed, in our church, nobody can tell me I am sick. If you tell me I'm saying I say you are not sick, you say, Oh, Pastor, I said you are not sick until you change what you are saying. Because you will essentially experience what you are saying. Is it that we live by the Bible or by medical reports? The Bible is not saying you are not going to be sick. The Bible says so. The Bible says, But by his stripes you were healed. You were you have been healed before the sickness came. So the sickness came too late. So all you need is the ability to look into the word of God and apply it. And when it comes to finances, it's a matter of faith. Faith is what makes people tight faithfully. Everybody wants to have money. I've never seen anybody that says, I want to be poor. I've never seen anyone that says, I want to be poor. I don't like money. I don't want money. Everybody wants to be blessed. God wants you and I to be blessed, but it takes faith.